welcome to Inspired by Cass. I'm your host, Cassie Sheaf. This is a podcast where absolutely no topic is off limits. I'm creating a space for you to come to, to be inspired to live a life that is authentic, bold, and bigger and better than you have ever imagined. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to Inspired by Cass. As always, it is such an honor to have you here listening to the podcast. And as this podcast releases, I have just over a week until I depart from Australia on my world trip. And I am just so excited for this next chapter of my life. And just to honestly continue to uh, meet new people and to... uh, explore the world and explore myself through that process and I feel that this conversation that I'm going to be sharing with you today um, that I had with Sinead is very beautiful in that Sinead also uh, has moved to Australia so sort of like left her home country and that seems to be a bit of a theme unknowingly this is not my intention obviously uh, I had Ali in the last podcast kind of do something very very similar And I think that what both of these conversations are showing and what I hope is getting across to you guys is that you just have to follow those nudges. You know, you have to find those edges, find those things that are scary and just lean into it and do it. Okay, because there is a whole world out there for you to experience and there are parts of you that you still have yet to explore because you haven't gotten yourself out of the comfortable environment that you're in. So yeah, I hope that this episode inspires you. There's so much more to the conversation than just that. Sinead is a ceremonial space holder and we really spoke about kind of like healing the feminine, healing the masculine, you know, witch wounds, just being in your kind of like feminine energy, as well as obviously, you know, just that analytical verse. Uh, intuitive downloads and just really allowing yourself to not try to always understand everything in that logical way. So it's a really, really beautiful conversation, which I know you guys are going to love. And really probably the core message that we really, we really drove home for you today is that it's so important to just ask questions. You guys know that my mission here in this lifetime is to awaken the collective consciousness, to play my part in raising the collective consciousness to that next level, to that that higher frequency. And Sinead is definitely, she's here for a very, very similar mission. She's just using her own magic to do it. So this is your call out. This is your call out to just explore yourself and explore reality and a little bit of a different lens. Even if it's just for a moment, even if it's just for a day, it doesn't matter. But just take some time to really question yourself and question your reality right now. Question why you do things. Don't be afraid. One simple question is what led me to where I am right now. And I will forever be grateful for that. And I talk about it all the time. And so it was beautiful that Sinead sort of brought this, this message in as well. And we were able to dive into that. And speaking of raising the collective consciousness, my membership, the Enlightened membership is all about doing just that. It is about bringing us all together and becoming enlightened, learning to raise our consciousness, actually learning to work on ourselves, bringing intentionality, bringing ceremony into our lives. 
And speaking of raising the collective consciousness, my membership, the Enlightened membership, is all about doing just that. With my membership, my intention here is to, I've created a, a space for other light workers like myself. Whether you're in business or not, it's it's for those of us who know that our mission in this lifetime is to raise the collective consciousness. Like if you know in your heart of hearts that your purpose to some extent, to some degree is to help with the raising of the collective consciousness, then you are so, so fucking welcome to join the membership. In this membership, we are coming together several times a month and sitting in ceremony, sitting in meditation together, opening our hearts and exploring our mind, body, and soul so that we can deepen our understanding and deepen our connection to self so that we can deepen our understanding of the universe as well. I love manifestation through the lens of like co-creation with the universe. I talk about manifestation. I don't talk about manifestation a lot because I think it's overhyped, but the way in which I bring it into my actual teachings is more about learning how to become so fucking conscious of every single thought and action that you're doing every single day, because you are just so present in yourself that you can just naturally become a magnet for everything that you desire. That is what being conscious is. That is what being enlightened is all about. And you gain that through meditation and mindfulness practices, and you gain it through actually devoting to yourself. And that is what the enlightened membership is all about. It is about self-love, self-devotion, and understanding the reality that we live in. So each month we get you get access to the healing activations that I record for the full and new moons, as well as a live meditation circle and a masterclass style sort of like group call where I'm sharing teachings, sharing channeled messages, talking about the astrology for the month ahead, basically just like getting everyone prepared for like, what are the energies coming in? What is spirit telling me? And what do we need to be prepared for? What do we, what do you need to organize or focus on in your life so that you can work coherently with the energies around you. So this is how I live my life. I'm sharing basically like my, the cheat sheet to, to living the life that I do in this membership. So that is the enlightened membership. I'll put the details below. It's only $59 a month and you are getting so much value for that price. If you have any questions, you are absolutely free to DM me on Instagram, but the link is below if you want to join. So let's get into the podcast episode today with Sinead. I'm so excited. Her details are below. Go and give her a follow. Check out her website. If you are in Melbourne and want to sit in one of her ceremonies, definitely do that. All right, guys, that is it. Enjoy the episode and I will see you in next week's. Welcome back, beautiful soul, to another episode of Inspired by Cass. And I am so excited for today's podcast episode because I have the beautiful Sinead here and we have connected online. And I just know that the conversation that we're going to bring through for you today is going to be healing and, and honestly, like really like heart opening and grounding. Like that's truly the energy that I'm feeling. And I actually just asked um, Sinead before we started, we've got two triple air signs here, guys. So I just know that this is going to be a very free flowing conversation. So I'm going to throw it over to her so that she can introduce herself. Floor's yours. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Cass. Um, I'm so excited for these chats because deep conversations are literally my vibe. So I can't wait for this. Um, 
It has been amazing to connect with you online as well and just see everything you share because I feel like everything you post, I'm like, yes, yes, that's me, that's me. It was so aligned in so many ways, so I love that as well. Um, yeah, I guess my journey into this space has been um, a bumpy one, as it is for, I think, everybody in this space right now. Um, and right now I work in ceremony, so I'm a ceremonial space holder, and I work with cacao medicine, um, mainly doing work in feminine energetics, ancestral healing, um, a lot of work within ceremony is working through that witch wound, working through um, the imbalance that we find ourselves in of like, you know, working in our masculine so much and forgetting our beautiful feminine energy. So a lot of women that come through my door is women that are so ready to just let that go and be done with it um, mm -hmm. and just understand the power that's in the feminine because that's what I'm here to do is just show people how amazing it can feel and how our life can just be in so much flow and ease when we're in our feminine. Like that is my absolute goal. Mm, I love it. Especially the, the cacao and the ceremony. Yes. And I just, I love this. And I'm sure that given where your passions lie, being that kind of like sacred feminine, I'm assuming that you've probably come from quite a masculine sort of like background into this. Yes. So like give yes. us that kind of like contradiction now of like yeah. where you were to like where you are now. Oh my gosh. So I, I studied psych at uni mm. and before that I was really mentally just yuck depression anxiety on medication um just really plagued by the trauma of my childhood and really feeling lost not feeling connected to anything or anyone let alone myself um but like so surrounded by a billion friends and just feeling so lonely and I think a lot of people can resonate with that too of just like you know you're in a room full of people but you feel so alone um and so I was the, the helper, the doer, the fix things, make it right, um, stop anyone from feeling any sort of pain, ignoring all of my pain, ignoring all of um, my trauma that was just like bubbling underneath. And instead I just poured that into just doing it for everybody else and being so in my masculine of like control, of needing the answers, of needing the steps, the practical steps of needing the labels, the this, the that. And so naturally, like psychology was just like heaven for me in that realm, you know, it was just like, oh my God, this is going to be the answer to all of my prayers. I get to help people and fix them and do all the labeling. And I started my degree and I just got worse and worse. The The psych background just, it fucked me. It really fucked me. It made me really um, analytical. It made me very logical about things that I just couldn't be logical about. Um, and it made me really just focus on trying to fix the thing, like just fixing everything instead of just being okay with things, instead of just being okay with being sad or be okay with feeling whatever I was moving through. I just had to find the quick fix or find the label to then make it okay. 
Um, and so that just led me even to an even deeper depression, more meds. I just found myself one day, well, one week, just like crying the entire week and unable to move from my bed. I was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And after that, I, I just, you know, you pick yourself up and you keep going. And I kind of, I saw, obviously knew something was so wrong, but I was in the middle of my degree and I was like, I need to finish this degree. Like, how am I going to get through this degree? And so naturally we lean into our masculine when we've got things to do, right? Like I had a thing to do. I had deadlines to me. I had all these things to do. And so I was full in my masculine and then I finished uni and just like melted. Like I was just, it was finally my release of like, oh my God, I don't have to do that anymore. But now what do I do? And now who do I be? And how do I like navigate this world in the way that I'm feeling? Um, and that got really hard that got, I was just, I felt like I was just fighting against myself all the time. Like life felt really, really difficult. Life was like a constant struggle. And I just, I remember saying to myself, like, fuck, it's got to be easier than this. Like there has to be, I must be missing something. Like, I I don't think I've learned something. Like there must be another way that I can be here and it not be so painful and not feel so hard. Um, And so, yeah, after I finished my degree, I thought I was going to do my master's and like go into that whole thing again. And then I was just like, no, I need to not do that. Like, this is going to be the worst decision I ever make. And so within six, it must be about six, seven months, I just saved a shit ton of money. I worked hard and I moved here and I moved to Melbourne. And I really used that as my permission slip to change the way that I've been living and the way that I'd been handling my life and my feelings or not handling them um and it was my time to say nobody here knows me nobody here knows what I'm like or what I do or anything about me so I get to reinvent myself from here but I get to do it in a way that is true to who I am, really true to who I am. And I don't have to be the helper if I don't want to be. I don't have to have a billion friends if I don't want a billion friends. Mm -hmm. And if I don't want to smile and I walk out that door and I'm not smiling, that's okay. I don't have to smile every day. And that was the most refreshing thing ever. Like that just, that was already a game changer. Um, And yeah, since that, it was me finding another way to be another way that I could be here and life feel easier and more in flow. I really, you're not the first person I've connected with who has done like a psychology degree or something <laughs> like that. We've all been and there. I'm like, I, I, and I always share this. I don't know if I've shared on the podcast before, but I actually met, I, I knew someone who I'm sure she's still doing a degree, but I just remember her saying to me one day, she said, I'm becoming a psychologist because I'd rather deal with other people's issues than my own. And I was like, I hear that. that, Yeah. I was like, if that is not like a clear indication of Mm -hmm. just what is bringing people into that kind of space, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. again, every time I speak to someone who's doing some type of psychology degree, it's because they probably need answers on themselves hundred percent. I did my degree just because I needed to figure out my life. I needed to figure out why people were behaving in certain ways. And I was like, if I do this degree, I'll end up figuring it out. And the saddest part is, is like, even if you can place the label and you can figure it out, it doesn't make you feel better. Mm -hmm. 
And that was my biggest lesson. Like, okay, I figured out all the trauma. I understand why I'm like this, why they're like that, why they're like that. I still don't feel better. Why don't I feel better? I thought that was part of the deal. And it's not part of the deal. That's not the deal at all. And that is the biggest insight into what I realized. And I started to think if I want to help people, it, it can't be like this. It can't have a ceiling. It can't be it can't be through the analytical lens because that makes you more sick. Yeah, I feel like one of the things I've really come to terms with this year is that every time I find a new layer of myself or one time I, the next, you know, each time I, I discover something new about myself that needs healing, like a shadow or something, if you're not in the right headspace, it can send you into that spiral of like, oh my yeah. God, there's so many things wrong with me. Like I have yeah. so much to heal rather than actually just mm. embracing where you're at, which is, I feel like not something that they really take you into in that more sort of like, western side of you yeah. know healing if you need to call it healing. yeah I know let's not use that word <laughs> <laughs> how long ago did, did did this all happen like you know moving to Melbourne and sort of like um yeah so I've been here um eight years now mm-hmm. and um my when I finished my site degree I actually thought that I'd be able to use it when I came here so I was still under the illusion that I was going to come here and use it at some capacity And then when I got here, they told me that I couldn't use my degree and it had a different qualification, whatever. And I'd had to, I was going to have to do another two year course to make it into an Australian, you know, verified degree. And I was just like, fuck that. I've already done three years of this. I'm not doing another two. And I think that was the universe just saying, you're not going to do this anymore. Like you're not going there anymore. But obviously at the time, like I still wasn't connected to spirit. I had no like connection to the universe or anything like that so to me it was like what the fuck I've just spent three years studying this degree what am I going to do like what is my life now so I just entered even more of an existential crisis um at that point you know and so I but now I look back and I'm like oh my god that was the gift like the universe just handed me a big one that day and just said you're not doing this you're doing it another way such a blessing in disguise Yeah. And I think it's that like perspective, like at the time, I'm sure it was like, holy fucking shit, what is happening? But it's like eight years on, you can be like, I'm so grateful for that experience. So grateful. So grateful. Mm. And now I'm just doing the complete opposite of everything that entails. And it's amazing. You know, it's magical and it's free flowing and it is easy. And I've learned through all the trial and error and through all the pain and the feeling, the feelings, like I've learned that life can be easy. Like it's Mm. pretty simple we just make it very complex and we like to just make it shit for ourselves sometimes, but it can be easy and we can flow with it. We don't have to always be working against it all the time. Yes. I think that that working against it or, or learning how to flow is, is is truly that so opposite to what we're, we're ingrained on. And I think that I sort of shared something on my socials yesterday about how much spare, you know, how much extra time I seem to have now that I'm not, you know, like, I'm like, how did I live when I worked like nine to five? Like, how did I even have a life when I'm like, life was so spacious just because I chose to be like, there's something more out there than just, you know. And the more that I've been actually having that conversation with clients this week of, creating more space like how can we create more space for ourselves how can we open ourselves up 
to that infinite intelligence that's available to us and in each moment make that moment even bigger and expand that moment right because it can, life can feel so constrictive and congested sometimes because of the busyness and we've got to do this do this get this done and it's only 24 hours in a day and I was saying to a client the other day I was just like when I see I've got two minutes left until I'm like that's so much time I can do so many things in two minutes like to me that's so much time but that's because I've changed the way I view the time and I I'm alchemizing what I'm being given here right like we're able to use that to our advantage and not be used by it but we're so used by time here and we're so limited and so constricted by it that it's like there's never enough time but actually we have so much time and again, it's just that story we're telling ourselves, right? Like, oh, we just don't have any time. Like, I think one thing that I've created within my life is this ability to be like, I get up at four thirty, yeah. five o'clock in the morning. So like I can have almost like a full day okay. between 9 a.m. But like before yeah. 9 a.m. where I've actually accomplished so much. And it's like my day is almost kind of like broken down into all these little parts where nice you know, I, I'm either getting a lot done or I'm just relaxing, but it feels so spacious because yes. I'm not like. You're feeling. not congesting at all. Yeah. 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 I really feel that. And it's such a, you feel so much more um, like everything becomes so much more intentional and everything, be- you become so much more present in every moment instead of feeling like you're rushing through all the moments. It's like, you have so much more space available to you that you can be present in that moment. You can sit and enjoy your tea. You can sit and eat your lunch. Like you don't have to constantly be rushing all of the time. Um, So I think that it's about us stepping into our ability to create our own reality rather than feeling like this reality is put upon us. I'm all about co-creation of a divine reality. Mm. Mm. Oh, that. So I also just like really love what you said before about obviously moving to Melbourne being mm. such a change of your environment and just how empowering that was because like I'm a really firm believer that you know, no disrespect if you're still in this position, but guys, if you're still living in your hometown, like there is so much that you're missing out on because yeah. I know for me, like I'm currently back in my hometown and it's always this experience the of same. like, nothing's changed and I feel like I'm back to my old self yeah and I'm like god I need to get back out like give me this world that's out there but I know every time that I step into a new area and obviously I'm about to travel so this is just going to be like highlighted exponentially and it's like every time I'm in a new environment it's like a new opportunity to like be a new version not a new version but just like to bring out something to unearth something yes Yeah, it's like everything's already there, but it's just to unearth it all and welcome it home again and be like, wow, this part of me has just come out because I'm in this environment, you know, and seeing it's also interesting to see what part of you comes out and what environment as well, you know. Yes. I feel like that's a bit of our Gemini like energy though. Because... We love that. We're just like pick up and move. Yes. 
we're like, we're done here. We're going. Yeah. Who am I going to be today? Like, how am I going to show up? Absolutely. Me. Exactly. But it, it is relatable to anyone, no matter what your astrology is, mm. 100%. I just think that, you know, even if it's just like going for a holiday, guys, like get out, do something, be yeah. in a different environment. Even if it's just go, go to a different town for the day, like yeah. you're just going to find yourself embodying something yes. different. 100%. I could not agree more with that. I fully, fully, yeah. Full yes, full body yes to that. This. So tell me. So obviously we've done we've done the psych stuff. We realized that was a learning curve. We'll call yeah. it a learning curve. Yeah. So when did you kind of bring into this more like sacred spiritual kind of energy into your life? Because you sort of said that you you weren't there beforehand, obviously. Yeah. I think um I think there comes a point in our life where we things get really hard and things life seems really dark and difficult and we start to well we either do or we don't but I began to ask more questions and the questions were like there has to be more than this that there must be something that I'm not experiencing here that I'm missing out on that can make this a nice place to be that I want to be here still because I did not want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just like too hard. And I was like, I'm just not cut out for this living thing. I don't think. Um, And I started to ask those questions and I started to ask myself some serious questions as well of just like, what am, what am I going to do? Like what's in my control right now of the person that I would like to embody and the person that I would like to become. Um, And I'm in this whole new place where I get to decide that and I don't feel like I'm put upon by anybody around me that are projecting who I am, you know, onto me because now I'm in a place where nobody knows who I am. So I started to ask really deep questions and I started to be open to anything that was coming my way like I started to just I remember waking up one day and saying to myself like what if I just started thinking differently like what if today I just started thinking in a whole different way but just for today I don't have to say I'm going to do it forever but why don't I just practice today and instead of bitching about the world and bitching about whatever what if I just tried to see it in a different way And I just tested myself on a moment to moment basis of like, well, usually I'll be pissed off at that. But what if I try to look at it like this and I would just try and and open my mind up and open my brain to new pathways of thinking and being so that I could then experience things in a different way. And when I started to do that, reality was reflecting that back at me right so life started to move differently for me and I started to meet people that were more connected to spirit that understood that there was this unspoken thing that was just all around us and within us and we're just here like creating magic on a day-to-day basis and I don't know about you but to me that was just like oh my god that sounds like bliss I want to be part of that club you know that sounds really great Um, and my first experience of that was meeting, um, this beautiful woman, Nancy, who's now one of my closest friends. And she introduced me to, um, Lucia light number three, which is a consciousness light. And, um, it works on the pineal, it works on the heart chakra and it, it's, 
it's new medicine. It's like the new medicine that's coming in, right? So I remember having this light session and it was a really pouring down day here and I was just like, oh, God, I hate the rain. Again, those old, old thoughts coming in like, oh, the rain makes me so depressed. I hate the rain. Like, I wish it was sunny. And I didn't want to go to this session. I was just like, oh, it's fucking raining and I've got to go into the city and do this thing. And then I was like, we're doing new thoughts. We're doing new things. So I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And I sit in front of this light. It shines on my face. And within a minute, I'm just like hysterically laughing. Like I have been touched by something that was otherworldly. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm laughing and I'm like, oh my God, this woman's going to think I am a nut job. Like, why am I even laughing? I don't know why I'm laughing, but this feels so good right now. And so I'm just like laughing and I'm seeing all these beautiful colors and kaleidoscope and it's just like this trip. It's insane. And after 20 minutes, I come out and I go outside and I say to the woman, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to just get home, snuggle under my duvet and just like enjoy this weather. And I just heard myself say it and I was like, what the fuck did I just say? Like, I have never said that ever. Mm. So within 20 minutes, I had this mindset shift and this opening to something else greater than me that allowed me to think differently and see life differently. And from that day, like my life just it, it was a whole new slate and it changed. Like it just changed because then I was open to different things. I started doing a meditation course. I did transcendental meditation. I did that twice a day. I had downloads out of nowhere. My brain was just like wildfire. I was in bliss. I was in bliss. And I remember thinking one day, oh my God, I don't have any thoughts. Oh my God, is my brain broken? Like I literally don't have any thoughts. And then reminding myself like, this is what I once asked for. I once begged for my brain to just stop, to just not have noise. And now I'm walking in the city and I've got not one single noise in there. That's bliss, like bliss. And I, from that day, my life has just done such a big shift. I... I'm in so much gratitude for those two poignant moments that showed me life can be different. Life can be beautiful. And it, it's always in the tiny moments that at the time we don't realize how important they are, but then we look back and we're like, that was the moment. Yeah. And doesn't it always feel like those meetings with these people are like so divine where it's just yeah. like, wow, like, you can't even, like, you can't make that shit up about how this person, like, entered into my life and, and and completely changed it. Completely. She's such an integral part of my life and and will continue to be um, because she allowed me to see a different perspective. And I think that's what's important when we find people that allow us to see life through a different lens than what we're so used to because that means we're seeing reality differently. It means we're able to forge reality in a whole different way. Yeah. I really resonated with how you just started to question things, right? And mm. I think that that at a core was like, when I look at that and when I hear that story, I'm like, that to me is like the the pinnacle of like, that's when things started to shift for you. Yeah. Because I know even for me, like that was definitely a really pinnacle moment for me where like nothing really changed. But I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like 
surely something's not fitting together here. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta be different. Like, and yeah. I, and I always say to people, like, I truly believe that like our ability to ask questions and be open to receiving whatever is a sign of like our consciousness level, because yeah, when you're, when you're awake, you want to ask questions, you want to see, you want to be aware of what's happening. But when you're asleep, you're just, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. You don't see much ahead of you like you see this much ahead of you and that's it there's no other you know and I always say this of like when you watch people walking down the street are people looking at the ground or are they looking up because I'm looking up I'm like show me all the fucking signs left right and center I'm looking up and the people who are constantly looking down it's like they're not seeing you've got this whole reality out there you've got this whole dreamscape ahead of you and you're looking down at your feet just one step in front of the other. Like you're missing out on everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's true. Funny. Like I was, I was voice messaging a friend the other day and I was like, all right, I'm going to book my flight. It's, you know, it's going to be this day. And like, as I was saying it, cause I was, I was actually walking at the time. I, I was like walking, looking, and I saw a number plate and it had like mm-hmm. triple one and, and, and not that I really follow football, but like I have a team and I was like, I noticed that it was like the team, like <sighs> it was like, the, and I was like, oh my God, like, this is a sign. Like this is exactly. the universe. And I'm just like, because I was open seeing open. and I'm literally talking about it as I'm saying it. And I'm like, well, if that's not a dead giveaway of like, this yeah. is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, then I don't know what is. But again, yeah. I just said, if you're down, you, you miss the shit that the universe is trying it. to show you. Yeah. And often people are like, I don't know if you find this with your clients, but they'll be like, well, how do I know if the universe is speaking to me? Like, what does that look like? And I'm like, any, you're the creator of your reality. So if you say that when a bird sings in front of you, that's a sign from your grandmother, that's a sign from your grandmother. Like it can be whatever you want it to be because you're the creator of it. And I'm like, you're the main player. Forge this thing how you want this thing to look and create it the way you want it to be because that's why we came, right? Like we came to co-create. We didn't come to just be in our little world leaning into control and trying to make things happen by ourselves and having to do everything alone. We came to do it with the universe. Yeah. yeah. Play your part, guys. And I think just talking about, you know, science, because I know this is something that I get asked all the time. Mm. If you see something or experience something, can you like, is that a sign? It's a fucking sign. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's the sign. Yeah. Like that's you questioned if it's a sign, that was the sign. <laughs> you wouldn't think it was a sign if it wasn't a sign it It, literally it it, it, like when you simplify it like that it sounds so yeah easy and right but I'm like literally if 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 part of you goes was that a sign that is literally your subconscious beaming at you like there's definitely something there yeah a hundred percent and doesn't that make it more magical to be here like even if it's not a sign whatever mind trick yourself isn't it more exciting that that is a sign and doesn't that give you that heart feel joy when you feel like it is a sign like to me everyone's focused on but what if it wasn't a sign and what if I just but what about the feeling what did you feel when you saw it did you feel excited did you feel connected did you feel bliss did you feel joy if you felt those things why are you trying to make it not that thing why can't you just ride on the wave of that feeling that feels so beautiful and just enjoy that but again the human comes in and tries to fuck it up right yeah I was gonna say most people don't actually want to feel that joy right like the universe is right there like here feel this and and unfortunately our natural state is to go oh no no good no thank you that's not right yeah 
And that's the aspect that I speak so much with clients about is like when you're in your feminine, you are co-creating. You're here to see that, oh, I don't have to do this thing by myself. We don't have to be a boss bitch. I don't want to be a boss bitch. I don't want to be running a billion businesses by myself. I want to be in a magical dance with the universe saying, this is what I want to create. Can you help me bring this shit down? Let's do it together and let's make this easy because I don't want to be fucking working hard. Like that's just the truth of it. I don't want to be working 24 hours a day and not enjoying my life. It's just not what I want. I used to want that and I used to do that and I understand that and I see how I was believing that that was the reality I needed to have, right, because it's part of our program. But when we lean into our feminine and we can see, like, we don't have to do that, I think some people don't actually like hearing that. I don't know. I feel like some, like, they don't like to hear that. They don't want to hear that they don't have to because they're like, no, we have to, and then it's an excuse. No, I have to do this and I have to work here and I have you literally don't have to do anything. <laughs> literally nothing. Yes. Anything you don't want to do, you just don't have to do it. There is no have to. That, that line there, there is no have to, was probably something that at the early stages of my journey, I'd like, but I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I don't, so anytime I would catch myself going, mm. I have to do something, it's like, check yourself, mate, yeah. because you don't actually have to do anything. That's yeah. clearly some type of... Yeah, or should, both, have or should. Yeah. Question is, if you find yourself, like, listeners, if you find yourself constantly kind of, like, using these phrases of should or have, like, look Mm. into that because that's Mm. some programming. And I truly, I really resonate with you where, like, I don't want to do a lot of work. I really want to live a very divine, slow life. I'm going to still have a business that thrives, but I'm going to do it in a way that fucking honors me because I'm the creator of my reality. So if I want to be making millions of dollars and working two hours a week, you bet your fucking life I will be finding a way to make that happen. 100%. 100%. And I believe that anything that we want is possible and we we create our own boundaries and our own limitations by only using the 3D reality as our way of what is possible. But we're forgetting, like, yes, we're in this 3D form. Yes, we do have to play with the rules of this realm but we've got to remember we are also multidimensional. We're dealing with so much more than what we actually can perceive with the naked eye. And if we forget that, we're only playing the game by a small fraction. Like we're missing out on like half the, half the, um, like the gadgets and everything that's available to us. And we're using this one tool. Like this is the way I've got to do it. Yes. Oh, I love this. I love this conversation. I think that one of the biggest things that I always come back to was like my thoughts creating my reality, Mm. right? And I'm just like, I, if I can just be, and again, you were sort of saying before how nice it feels to not have, you know, busy chatter in your mind because I again Mm. have experienced that myself Mm. but I know from experience that when you get to that space what it actually allows you to do is just to actually notice more of those stories playing out so that you can actually be changing that reality yeah Yeah. catch them out oh shit I'm going there again hold instead of just like having a thought going straight into it becoming it living it creating it and then not even noticing again bringing in that space of just like you can create the space so that you've got time like you can literally expand the time yourself so that a thought comes in you've got enough time to catch that thought bring it down and say what is this i don't want this here this is being removed and there's space for that 
if you yeah, create yeah. the space for it. But when you're just like, go, 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 every thought is a reality, you're just bringing it all down and it's all a mess. Like, of course, there's no time. Mm-hmm. This is why questioning is so important, guys. Literally. Question, question your Drive that home. <laughs> Literally, guys. And I, I actually just, I spoke about this space you're talking about in a program I did recently. I'm like, if you just mm. learn to just meditate, sit with yourself, you're mm. going to notice the space between a trigger or something mm. happening externally what happens internally and how mm. you react to that thing. Mm. And that space is so pivotal. I don't know that that's, the, that that's what I've created within myself and what continues mm. to allow Same. me to create the life that I'm creating. Mm. And it's empowering, right? Mm. Like to me, if we're not being empowered, forget it. Like I don't want to, I, I want to empower my clients to see that, yes, you're coming to me now and I'm guiding you in a set, but one day you're not going to need me and you shouldn't need me, right? Like I'm not here to just be that person for you so you just rely on me all the time I'm here to give you the tools I'm here to give you the tools that help me set myself free and guide me in the way that I am now and if you can be empowered in that and step into that or empower for yourself like the world is your oyster you can literally make this reality your bitch like it is that simple but I think there's just a lot of disempowering that's happening across the board um and that was where I first noticed the psych thing that was it was disempowering and mm-hmm. now you know it's even happening within the spiritual community there's so much disempowering and to me that just comes from healers and leaders who haven't worked on that sort of um needing to be needed aspect and so they're loving their clients coming in every week and needing them all the time and uh, I'm just not about that like and I know that I couldn't actually be in this space right now four years ago because I was that person like I needed people to need me mm-hmm. uh, if I wasn't being needed I had no idea how I was going to exist within a dynamic of a relationship with someone friendship relate like personal relationship whatever I needed to be needed and so I know that through all my initiations I had to get rid of that wounding and really sit with myself with that wounding and say, I can't work in these spaces if this is how I'm going to be with clients. Like, that is fucked. Like, I can't do that to people. So I never worked with anyone until up until these last couple of years where I finally feel like, yeah, I don't want you to need me. (laughs) I actually really don't want that anymore. Yeah, and I think that, you know, whether that's in, like, it's, it's in the healing or spiritual space or just the coaching space, like, Unfortunately, there's a lot of codependency, right, where Mm. people feel like they need a healer or a coach or vice versa, being that the coach or the healer is like, I need people in my my world, as you said, Mm. to to give me that purpose. Mm. And I'm just like, I was sort of saying this to you before, before we hit the court, it's like, I just want people to realize that there's no, there's no one path. There's no way of doing this. And it's like, Mm. actually, if you just turn the mirror inwards and have a look at yourself, Mm. you're actually going to find your path forward and the best way forward for you and what that looks like. hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's really, I think that especially recently where I've been doing so much work in ceremony, it's been guiding people to, connect with their ancestors as well because Mm. there's so much guidance and healing within that that if I can if I can hold the space for you to have that connection and cultivate that connection that's ultimately who I want you to be connecting with and tuning into and getting guidance from right and so 
yes, we're working together and we all need to be having someone to point out our blind spots, right, and help us shift things that we can't shift ourselves. I don't feel that it's ever a case of we've got to do it on our own. Like that's not, you know, that's not what I believe at all. I think there's a healthy balance between that. But I feel like in the spaces that I hold, that connection that people gain from connecting with their ancestors, like once they feel that and they know how held they are, they walk differently. You you walk differently in the world where you know no matter what happens, no matter the depths of the pain you enter, you've got a whole tribe behind you. You feel solid as a rock. Like you feel like you can face literally anything in life past that moment. And that's how we need to feel. That's how we need to feel, right? We need to feel like we're so empowered to create. And if we fail, that's okay. If we have a really dark period, that's okay too. We move through it knowing we are so guided and so held in every single moment. Mm. I love what you said about reflecting blind spots because I think that what I've created within my own life is having either friends or coaches and healers who are, because unfortunately not everyone can reflect blind spots to you, right? No. Um, the, these the people who, to have correct or healthy blind spots, you know, mm. reflected back to you, this this person needs to be in a higher state of consciousness. And I think that whether okay. these are friends you've had or coaches and healers and stuff, these, these people are important to have in your world because mm. you don't actually know yourself that well. No. Right? We know the projected version or the egoistic version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're going to find that the people in your life are probably going to see you a lot clearer than you see yourself. Yeah. And that's tragic, but yeah, it's true. It is. Like, it is. It's tragic, but it's true. And we, you know, we create this version of who we want to be, but who are we? It's the same as like people send, saying, oh yeah, well, this is what I'm putting out to the universe. And it's like, well, is it? Because that's not what I'm seeing. Like, I don't think that's what you're putting out to the universe at all. Like, I'm getting a whole different version. And so we, you know, like, and we all do that. We think that we're putting out, oh, yeah, I want all this abundance or whatever it is. And actually all we're doing is like, don't give me that abundance. I'm so petrified to receive that. I don't like receiving that amount of love, whatever. And we think we're sending out something completely different and we're just not. Like, it's it's yeah it's literally just in our mind so to have someone to hold that space and be like with love um that's not where we're at right now and that's not really what's happening um is such a gift and and I did a post on it yesterday on Instagram of just saying like I feel that my gift here is to help people see the soul lesson behind the pain of just like why is your soul wanting to experience this what lesson is your soul needing to learn from this experience? I don't want to know the story. I don't want to know why your husband left you or it's not that I don't care. It's just that there's a bigger reason and you come to me because you want the bigger reason, right? You don't come to me to bitch about that. There's other people for that and there's a space for that too. Like, yeah, vent, get it out, share your feelings. But when we're in this healing space, it's to come and ask for that different perspective. Like, well, what do you see that I don't? Mm. I think that that's a really underutilized skill. And it's something, again, I talk about a lot. It's like, just take a second after something happens in your life to just think, why would I have co-created that experience? Mm. And this does take a level of consciousness of like, I need to take the victim 
you know, glasses off. I can't see this through a victim sort of mentality, but it's like, if you can truly understand and embody the knowledge that you are actually co-creating every single thing that happens in your life and you take ownership of that, it actually, in my opinion, makes your journey, your healing and just your ability to like manifest to a whole nother level because you're taking fucking ownership. Yeah. It's so, and I think the problem is, is that people want to take ownership for all the good things. I'm like, yeah, fucking manifested that. I got that. And as soon as it's something bad, they're like, no, but why would I do that? I didn't. Mm. And it's like, hold on, let's go back to universal laws here and let's work on how the universe works. The universe does not say, yes, you did that, but no, you didn't do that. It's not how it works. And so often I see that of clients of just being like, well, why would I call that in? I don't want to feel that hurt. I don't want to feel that thing. And I'm like, I get that, but there's something that your soul wanted to learn from the experience. And that's why it got called in because there's a lesson that you haven't seemed to be learning and it's going to get harder. That lesson only gets harder. And if you don't seek it, and that's what I say, it's like, you can, if you can seek it early on, you miss a whole heap of pain, right? Mm. If that lesson just keeps getting harder and harder, and also that's part of your timeline too. If the lesson's got to be hard, the lesson's got to be hard. But that ability to have the higher insight and say, oh, okay, that's a wounding that I really needed to learn about. And it's manifested in this person, this person, this person, this experience, this experience. And it's just replicated with different faces and different places. And that's all it is, right? And when we can take out the personal hurt and feeling mm-hmm. it behind it and we're not so emotionally attached to the whole thing, we our evolution is like we grow so quickly. Like I'm finding new versions of myself all the time because I am experiencing pain. It's not that I don't experience pain. I experience pain like everybody else. But beyond that experience and once I felt that experience, I sit and ask myself and sit with my ancestors and I say, what am I learning here? Like, just tell me why I needed to experience this. And I seek that lesson. I say, okay, that means next time when this comes around, I'm going to be able to catch this one out. I'm going to be able to do something different. I'm going to make a different choice next time because I understand that this is just a lesson I need to learn. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. And and it's such a testament to, I guess, like your mindset and how you want to handle this. Like not even looking at it through that kind of spiritual sort of like lens, but I know a lot of people in my life have called me detached because yes. when something happens, I'm just kind of like, okay. Like, and I, and I don't necessarily need to show a lot of emotion, but mm. on a conscious level, I, I'm kind of processing being like, why did this happen? Right. What am I learning from this rather Mm -hmm. than kind of sitting in that Sure, There's going to be pain and I'll feel it and Mm. I'll process it, Mm. but I'm taking it to that next level of like, like what's next? Cause I, I want to be fucking prepared. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to do it again. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I really like, I had this experience in June where I got hit with so many initiations in, in one month. Like it was just like, bam, bam, bam. And I was just like, fuck, like this is heavy. And I was in it and I was feeling it, but above it, I was just saying to the people around me, like, I know why I'm experiencing this. I understand these lessons and I needed to learn these lessons. I have to learn these lessons. I'm entering a new phase in my life. And in order to enter that and embody this new version of who I'm becoming, I need to learn these. And so as much as this is fucking hurting right now, 
I can see why the universe dealt it to me like this because I've not been given hard enough challenges for me to truly face it. And I got hit in one big lump and it's just what I needed. Like I look back yeah. and I'm like, I get it. I wasn't listening before. So what else, What other choice does the universe have? I have to give me a big smack around the head. That's it, right? Because if you if you ignore the little hits to begin with, it's punches. Bro, they become they become so painful. But I, I'm so grateful that amongst it, I've got spirit. I'm so grateful that amongst it, all oh, my ancestors hold me through every initiation of just like you've got this. We know it's big. We know you're being hit right now, but you've got this, like you're held. We we see you and we know you're doing what you can. Just move through it, move through it. Feel the feels and move through it. Mm, I love that. Let's dive into a little bit more about obviously the ancestors, ancestral healing, because I know that's a big part of what you do. And I think mm. that just listening to you speak about it, I mean, it just gives me these vibes of like, you're just constantly reminded of the fact that you're not alone. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people need that because mm-hmm. unfortunately they do feel so alone. And I'm always about the mindset of like, how can I be alone when I'm literally everyone? Yeah. At all moments. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Like I, I'm not alone ever. Literally never. Yeah. Yeah. My ancestors provide me with, um, with just such certainty uh, that whatever obstacle I face, I can move through it because I've got them and I've got, I've tuning into them in ceremony when I sit at the altar, that level of unconditional love, like as much as we like to think that here we have unconditional love, like we we just don't, like we don't have the capacity to have unconditional love in this realm. Mm -hmm. And yes, we, you know, parents love their children and they do, but there's still conditions and there will always be conditions because we're in a realm of condition, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we face, we experience the deepest love and we have capacity to hold that deepest love, but the love that I experience from my ancestors is like I could murder someone and there would still be love because it's not placed upon what I do here. It's placed upon the spirit of my soul. And that's not contingent on anything to do with this physical reality. It's just nothing. So I could just be like a complete bum doing nothing and there's still love, right? And so even our parents can't give us that amount of love. Like they just don't. There's conditions on our love. And that's okay, but that's something we have to be able to to witness and see as well and not blind ourselves into thinking that we we are able to do that because we're just not. And that's the beauty of connecting to spirit. That's the beauty of having this deep connection to my ancestors and the universe is that I do have connection to unconditional love. And with unconditional love, we can, we can accomplish anything. Love is the highest power, right? So if we've got that on tap, we can get through anything. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I think it's a really good reminder of the fact that like we are, you know, in our most purest form, we are that unconditional love, right? And, and 
So here, when we're having this human experience, we know that that's not who we are because we're here mm. trying to experience that dual- duality of, of yeah. life. And I think it's so beautiful, Chose as you that. said, to just have that have that connection yeah. to who you truly are, to be that yeah. reminder of like, this is what is actually possible yes. when I'm in my highest form. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think that when people connect to that I see those moments in ceremony like I see the moment that someone connects to that I see the moment when someone connects to their ancestors or they connect to the bliss of the universe and their face is like they're in bliss they're in complete bliss because there is no other feeling that you can compare to that right and so when I see that in them I know that something has been activated and awoken within them that they they won't forget that feeling. So it's about always coming back to that feeling. I always say to them, just remember that feeling. Remember how that felt and keep bringing that in your day today. It's not just about coming and being in ceremony, experiencing it and then going about and living your life. How can you bring all of that out into your everyday life? How can you experience that amount of bliss and love when you're making your cup of tea in the morning. Like it can be in every moment. It doesn't have to be in the ceremony, in the meditation. It's it's about bringing more of those moments to our daily world, right? And that to me is is the goal. Like it's the it's the journey of the soul. The soul came to accomplish that. The soul came to have its human experience, but remember its true source of connection. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think, I mean, as someone, obviously I run ceremonies myself, whether in person Mm. or online. And I think that what I want people to understand is that like every moment of every day could be a ceremony. Like, like everything can be ceremony. ceremony. Like just have to make it so. Exactly. It's yes, it's beautiful to sit in ceremony, you know, with someone like yourself and have that sacred hour, two hours together, but don't just leave it on the mat. No, don't just. In, and that's what to, I always say. Yeah. 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 Like Take it to out. me, ceremony is intention, right? It's like, so how can you bring that intentionality into every other moment of your day? Yeah. yeah, exactly that. It's like bring all of that medicine out into your everyday life. And that's how you stay connected to source at every point possible. That's how you draw that energy in and you start co-creating and living in your feminine because the feminine has so much more access to that than what the masculine does, right? Like, I feel sorry for my partner, like doesn't have all of that that I have. But, you know, it's like he has his aspect. And I say say this a lot of times to my clients, like especially when we come into a union, it's like we're now merging as one, right? So the balance of my energy internally is so important so that we can merge as one and have this balance within our union. And that three quarters feminine that I possess and the one quarter masculine, I need to have in a healthy balance because I'm, if we're then going out and meeting guys and whatever, and we, we're so in our masculine, like what are we putting out to these guys that we're meeting? Are we then disempowering them and they're becoming all in their feminine? Or are we now just completely butting heads because I'm, I want to be in my masculine and they're naturally in their masculine? Like what is happening? And I see this so much now of just like we're losing that, that divine balance, that divine union that was created the mm-hmm. way that, was meant to work on this realm and it's not working right now 
It's it's not. I mean, this is literally why my marriage ended because I was I was the masculine one. Wow. Yeah. And then I went feminine. And, yes, and he couldn't hold that. He couldn't. It was, and it, we right. were we were fighting because it was just like yes. he's so feminine, and so it was two feminines coming together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not supported. Like we're arguing, and I was just like, Well, this isn't going to work because I'm not going back into my masculine, wow. and you definitely never will. Wow. And you know, and it's, it it just it just kind of the point I was like, you know, so we, you couldn't eat, yeah, yeah, and it purely that's just came down to the energetics. Yes, and that's what I say to people. It's like forget about the problems or whatever within the marriage or the relationship or whatever but like where where's your energy place right now because if you're in your masculine and you're being a provider you're being a protector you're you're doing all the things at some point you're going to start to say what the fuck I don't want to do that why am I doing this and you're going to have the inkling and it's your responsibility to take that into consideration of like how can I how can I change this for myself? How can I trust myself that I can lean into my feminine more? And how can this masculine hold me in this? Because he's got to provide a certain container that allows you to be in your feminine, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't adhere to this thing of just like, you can only do it when he's in it and you haven't, no, you're, you can fucking do it. You can do it. And it's just as much your responsibility to say, I need to learn how to do this. I need to learn a new way of being. It's not about straight away you'll be able to do it because he's in his masculine. You've got way too much coding and programming to be able to just be like, when I meet the guy, it'll just be fine and I'll change. Not going to happen. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Just not going to happen. So I spend a lot of time in session having those conversations of how can we be within this dynamic? How can... I surrender myself and me and my partner are the same. When I first met him, I was in my masculine. I was leaning into control. I was being dominating. I was trying to take the lead. I was doing all the things. And then I was complaining that he wasn't doing X, Y, Z. Well, I didn't give space for him to do it. I disempowered him at every point. I'd say I wanted to make decisions and then I'd take over, make all the decisions and then complain that he doesn't make decisions. You know what I mean? Like I was contradicting myself on every level and I had to, I'm grateful that I've got a partner that I can have these discussions with and he can hear me out and we can say, okay, how are we going to find this balance again? And to me, the conversation started around, okay, let's start with my cycle. When I'm on my period, let's start in that period of time because naturally I fall into my feminine, right? And naturally I need you to be way more in your masculine in that time and, and hold me through that. So we just kind of did that and then it, we we merged that through all you know days of my cycle but we started there mm-hmm. that's a really powerful anyone who's in a relationship and you're not you know talking about your cycle like with your partner and just like getting them to to honor you and all your different stages yeah. like it really is like such a powerful experience and mm-hmm. can I also just say as well like just from having so many conversations with women is like there is and, and I'm sure this is like some generational thing we're all trying to break but it's like many of us are in our masculine and we are unfortunately disempowering the men in our life because of that it's not your fault Mm. this is really in my opinion like something that as a generation we're all just moving through because 
Yeah. We felt like we had to be in that masculine energy, especially yeah. our parents, right? So we now get to heal yeah. this this sacred feminine energy yeah. and create these really beautiful divine unions. And truly, mm-hmm. I truly believe that we are moving into more divine yeah. unions because yeah. we are collectively just doing so much healing on these energies. Yeah, I really feel that I see more and more divine unions coming into play. And I see that this is the rise of the feminine energy and she's starting to take her seat. She's starting to understand the power that exists within the feminine. She's starting to really enjoy being in her feminine and not seeing it as a problem. And, you know, like you said, it's those conversations around our cycle are so important, but it's like the man can't honor your cycle. If you don't honor your cycle, like he can't understand and, and, respect that and give you that time and space if you don't do it for yourself if he sees that you're full bleeding and you're out there hustling and doing whatever you're doing like he's not going to understand he's just going to be like what do you mean like Mm -hmm. I don't understand whereas me day one I'm on the sofa I'm not moving and I'm like please help me (laughs) give me food (laughs) like I'm not doing shit yeah I mean and we we have that deal it's like he knows when I want my bleed, I'm like, just treat me as just, I'm an infant again. I can't do anything for myself. Just feed me, make me baths, help me. I'm incapable of anything. I can't clean. I can't do housework. I can't do anything. And yeah. when I'm out of it, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And and again, when you, when you have this conversation and, and you create this, this in a relationship, you're going to find that you know, the, the, the men, they want to do this. They, they want, want to provide to. for you. They love it. They yeah. literally love. And that's what I've realized. Like I was so disempowering. I was just like taking over at any opportunity because I couldn't lean into trust. I couldn't lean into surrender that he's capable of making a decision. Like he is a grown man, <laughs> like he'll be fine. Um, and that ability to trust and surrender within myself allows me to do it within my relationship, allows me to do it in reference to the universe too, you know, like it's it's tenfold. It just magnifies everything. So that work, I think my clients will be going insane because like every day, trust and surrender, trust and surrender. But they're two aspects that we find so hard, but they're integral to how we take space in being in our feminine. Mm-hmm. I used to always say to people, I'm going to get trust and surrender tattooed on my hands so I don't have to continuously say it to people and my clients, but they just, I'm just going to put the hand up. Just read yeah. it. Just do oh it. Oh, my God. That would be, you know? that would be amazing. It's, it's so true. Like, I, the, the, the more I continue on this path, I'm just constantly mm. being like, I have to trust that whatever's going to happen is going to happen at the right yeah. time and yeah. I'm just going to surrender to it. Yeah. Um, because I just always say to myself, bitch, you don't know what's best for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, just Literally. let it unfold. We think we know because we've just, like, in this realm, we think, oh, yeah, well, I know what's best. But, like, like I said, we're not just dealing with this realm. We've got higher insight that can see this whole play happening, how it ends, how it started, all the middle bits. Like, we've got the whole thing on show available up there. We haven't got a clue and that's okay. Like mm. we've also got to be okay with the fact that we just don't know. Like it's okay to not know. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to know. And we can just allow ourselves to be surprised by what the universe can actually gift us with. 
so beautiful. I don't think I, I don't think I'd want to know what's in store for me. It takes I the don't. fun out of it. Like hundred yeah. percent. I want to be surprised. I want to be co-creating and saying this is what I want, and the universe giving me something even bigger than that, and me being like, "Wow, really? Like this is what I can have? Like so much more freeing, you know? It feels so much more liberating to be in that space than." It is to feel like I'm on my own and trying to make it happen on my own. Yeah, so beautiful, so well said. So for those listening, um, just talking about ceremony because it's just it's something I fucking love. Mm. How would you kind of, what would you recommend to them? Someone who's maybe either never really sat in ceremony or mm. wants to bring a little bit more ceremony and intentionality into their daily life. Like what mm. would you recommend is like a good starting point for them? I always suggest um, setting up an altar um, and a space. Like, okay, some people don't like to use the word altar, but setting up a space in your home where you go to be intentional, where you sit in some form of practice. It doesn't have to be some deep meditation or whatever, but you go, you light a candle and you pay your respects to those that came before you. Um, I think that by doing that and honouring that as well, we create... um, we start to bring that into the rest of the day. Like we start to remember them in the things that we do. Like, wow, I get to I get to do this. Like my ancestors didn't ever get to do this, you know. And I think starting with an altar, putting some of your favourite pieces on there, shell, flower, whatever it is, um, photos of maybe um, people who have passed that you really want to connect to. And if you want to deepen that connection, I I really suggest just paying attention to that altar, really giving it so much love and adding all the things that you love to it. And then try and sit there and ask a question that you want an answer to and just wait for the answer. You, You might get that answer straight away. It might take a few goes at sitting there and trying to get the answer and, and seeing what you're hearing or whatever. But like we said before, like everything is a sign. So if you sit there and say, Today when I'm on my, you know, on my day-to-day and I'm doing my work, can you just show me one sign? Can I see a number plate with triple three on it just so I know everything's okay? And because you're the creator of your reality, you'll sure as hell see that triple three somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that the more that we can keep being intentional, to me intention is everything in ceremony. Everyone always says to me, oh, my God, you like you put so much thought into this or that, like I've never, and to me, that's everything. If we put intention into something, our intention is so powerful. It is so powerful. And that works for the good and the bad. So if we can bring that much intention to a little space, imagine what we can bring to our everyday life, the people that we meet, the things that we do, the work that we do with people. It really is fueled by love. Like, intention is love 
Yeah, that's so well said. And I, and I really agree about, you know, doing it in, you know, doing it in the morning or at least having this kind of practice so that you can then mm. carry it on the rest of your day because like you're just that you're bringing that level of intentionality. You're bringing that level of like, hmm, things get to be different. I'm going to see things a little bit differently today. Yeah. And I think that, you know, going back to that point about asking a lot of questions, like, again, this is just starting to break yourself out of that really mundane way of living. Yeah. Like, don't you want it? Like, if you're still drinking coffee in the morning, you know, that's a whole other topic, maybe yeah. cacao, bonus points if it's cacao, but sitting mm. down with your, with your warm cup of um, whatever in the morning and just yeah. actually being present with it, feeling the warmth, like even that could be enough to just be like, this is how I'm bringing ceremony. Yeah. It's just, it's literally 100%. just intention. Yeah, exactly that. And so it, it, like we, like we've been saying, you know, it's just creating more space for yourself, creating more space that you can be present in and that you deeply feel like you're connecting to something else. And you don't have to know what that is at the beginning. You don't have to have a perfect altar with all the perfect things. It's just what means something to you. Like do it because it means something to you. Put whatever you want on the altar, but it needs to mean something to you. It can't be because you went on Google that you've got to put an incense stick on there. If you don't like incense, don't fucking put an incense stick on there. Do what means something to you. And that's the most important part. And don't feel like you have to adhere to some spiritual concept of what something has to be, because if it doesn't mean something to you, it won't mean something to any, like, it's just, it's not going to have any benefit at all. Yeah. I think it comes back to this concept of right and wrong where everyone's like, have I done this right? Is that the right sign? It's like, Mm -hmm. get out of this mind frame that things are right and wrong. They just are. They just are. Yeah. And it's just like, whatever meaning you're going to give to it, if it feels right for you, then fantastic. Follow it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that right and wrong thing, it's like, I always say in ceremony, like I I want to embody how I run my ceremonies with what I'm trying to guide people to and teach them, right? And so if I'm in ceremony and I'm trying to control and I've got this major structure to my ceremony and I'm unable to flow with what spirit is guiding me to, like I'm not conveying the right message. So people know when they step in ceremony, I have it on the booking sheet, like things are going to change. You might not get exactly what I've listed here in this ceremony list. Things are going to change. I am deeply guided by spirit and I follow spirit over anything. So if suddenly we're taking a turn over here, we're taking a turn over here and we're all following it. And we do that with deep trust. We surrender to spirit and say, we trust that where you're guiding me is exactly where I need to go at this moment in time. And if I can't do that in ceremony, then I shouldn't be teaching that. Like I shouldn't be guiding people there. You know what I mean? So I take that intention so importantly and I write my little thing on a piece of paper and I'm like, here's my little guideline. But I never fucking look at that thing once because I am so deep in my zone. I could read that thing and it's not going to mean gibberish to me from where I'm at right now. So it really is um, that level of intention and embodying that and being able to, just go with the flow and know that everything is as it is for a reason is like a feminine energetics 101. <laughs> mm, could not agree more. 
it's that trust, isn't it? Like, unfortunately, they're just like people are just still struggling to trust themselves and trust the universe. And mm. you just have to surrender into that. There's that yeah. word again. Yeah. Um, just there to know go. that actually, like, you will be led in the right direction mm. in whatever it is. Yeah. And I think we've just been programmed to like not trust ourselves yeah. on every corner. We've been programmed to go to this person for an answer, this, this doctor for an answer, this person. And it's like, when were we ever taught in school to tune into our intuition, drop in? What do you feel is right for you today? What do you feel that you need today? Do you feel like you're hungry, tired, whatever? Where were we taught that? Like, where were we taught that? I, when I have my child, like, that, that is what they will be learning over anything. It's just like, this is your intuition. You follow this one. Even if I'm telling you to do something and in your intuition that's telling you no, you follow that, honey. Yeah, and I think that that's a really like good um, kind of like point of just what our society has created within us, within like work, and then going into like the workforce. It's like mm. this is the structure. This is when you eat. This yeah. is when you can go to the toilet. Yeah, this is what you have to do. So you have to say, don't question it. Don't look outside of it. Just do the thing. Yeah. And what that's sure. created is just that we are unfortunately mindless robots just following yeah. along. And you, as you said, you're not taught to to trust yourself you're not even taught to even understand that it's just like this is exactly. the way it is just follow the path exactly that and then that is the disempowering nature of this realm and that's what we've we've chosen to come into and make different like we've come here to bring about that change we've come here to show people there's a different way of being here and we've I, I always say like I'm not teaching anything that you don't already know there's nothing I'm giving you or telling you that inherently is not coded within you I am just removing the shit <laughs> that is covering it I'm layering all those things that you've put on yourself and I'm just going guiding you through remembering like that's what mm -hmm. we're doing we're just remembering again because we all know it we all got coded with the same information when we came um and it's just about remembering that and connecting back to that truth yes this has been I'm sure I mean very uh, affirming for me but even for the listeners because you've time and time again you've reiterated so much of what mm. I myself even speak into whether in my work or in my in the podcast itself and I think that for those listening, this, again, should just be like this really beautiful reminder of not only is there many other ways to do this, but as you said, like, we all know what needs to be done. We all know what that truth is with a capital yeah. T. And mm. we're all bringing it into the world just in our own little different yeah. flavor. And that's our medicine, right? That we get to do it in our own way of the way that feels true to us. Yes. So beautiful. Mm, my God, I have loved this conversation so. So beautiful. I'm going to ask you the final question, which is just that, is there anything else on your heart that you feel like you really want to share with the listeners today? I feel like I just want them to know that we are going through a huge leap in our levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Evolutionary, we are adapting to a complete new way of being the world is changing things are shifting reality is not as it seems and we're being shown that in many ways there's a real heavy collective energy in the air at the moment with everything going on around the world and I feel like it's in these times that we need to connect back in and ground ourselves in what we know to be true and how we know reality is here because that connects us to our higher power and that really is our power when we can keep connecting to that and I think that 
if we can flow with the changes that are happening and the way that it feels like, feels a bit like, you know, the rug's been pulled out from under all our feet, but I really believe that this is creating a whole new world for us. It's creating the heaven on earth that we understood we were coming to and wanting to create for ourselves and for Gaia. And we just have to go back to our blueprint. We have to connect to the blueprint and we have to understand that that's that's why we came. We came to change the world, literally. So the people that you connect with, the people that are in your membership, your clients, my clients, the people in my community, like to me, those are all people that understand that the world is supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. And they're they're the people that we need. Like we need those people. I don't even know anything else to that. It was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Sinead, this has been so wonderful. So uh, let everyone know where they can connect with you so that they can continue to immerse themselves in your magic. Yeah, so you can connect with me on a beautiful Instagram, of course. Um, I'm under the name of Alunga Healing. Um, I do a lot of energy healings there. I've got my ceremonies, which are for ancestral healing healing the witch wound, connecting to our feminine. Um, and it's a beautiful space where I really do share my my heart as open as I can, but guide you to your truth and empower you as much as I can. Um, so, yeah, you connect with me there. And I've also got my email list on there. You can click on my link in my bio. I've got my stand store with all the beautiful offerings I have. Um, some exciting new um, things are coming up when I get back from Bali. So, yes, tune in and connect because I've got so much more magic to share. I love that. Yes, go give her a follow. Obviously, I will have the links below so you guys can connect with her. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for holding space. Thank you for having such amazing guests on your podcast and sharing such beautiful magic with everyone. It's the world needs more. Ah, thank you for your kind words. Truly, I just hope that this episode and every episode just brings everyone into, uh, you know, questioning, just understanding, just thinking, just thinking diversely. That's really all I want. Um, And I think that, you know, this conversation has covered off so much. So I'm sure that that's really ignited some things. I know. So much in there. (laughs) I know. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoy this. Go connect with um, Sinead and yeah, I'll see you in the next episode.